What's up, Rudy Bam? I just cannot get over the beat here. I gotta dance at the beginning. Every time you do something it's like, a little different, it's always a little different. Surprise, but not me. too much though. You know, still rocking with the beat, man. Hope y'all are loving it as much as we are. Mm-hmm. So, welcome to another episode of one of the dopest podcasts out there. If I Hurry. do. Say so myself, uh, the Rooted Life Podcast. Not only are we a podcast, though, it's a whole brand. We got a popping Instagram page. We got merchandise. We got our new Devo on the mm-hmm. Uversion Bible app. We got our partnership over at Stand Unshaken. And honestly, we're just excited to be bringing y'all another episode for season five, all about friendships. Yep. And in this season, we talked about everything from navigating a season with no friends, mm. how to deal with your frenemies. And last episode, we talked about navigating inconsistent friends, mm. baby. <laughs> we talked about the importance of defining consistency in all of our friendships yeah. and just the ways that inconsistency really hurts our friendships and how we can navigate these things with inconsistent friends. So y'all make sure you go check out that last episode and hear us get read <laughs> by the Holy Spirit. He really, we were talking about other people inconsistency. Meanwhile, yeah. he was like, baby, you're inconsistent. The weekly read. That's really wow. what it is. New and name. it's crazy. <laughs> Actually, quite a few people uh, mentioned that episode in our DMs hmm. and also I noticed on some of the reviews for the podcast a few people were like yo inconsistent friends okay. really went there they so it. glad that y'all were blessed by that and if you haven't heard it make sure you go check it out but speaking of being read by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. let's get into how he read us this week with yeah. our closing growth. I love a good read I know I complain about the Holy Spirit reading us but I'm really grateful for it because yeah. every time he reads me I'm like alright we're gonna get a little bit absolutely get a little bit more mature a little better mm-hmm. uh, so my goal and grandma wrap it up until one y'all know we just got back kind of from our bci retreat black christian influencers we were the hosts of the event yes um and that was our first official like hosting speaking engagement where Mm. somebody flew us out come on flew out 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 for the kingdom though that's really nice how about it really nice and it just i think for me the biggest glow was one how god's hand was just like the favor i'm like (laughs) you really showed up yeah like showed out and I think just seeing how people connected with our vibe together, like mm-hmm. that was so encouraging. People were like, I love y'all's energy together. Yes, like I yes. love y'all's vibe. And we just got so much positive um, feedback about our relationship mm-hmm. and the way that our brand comes across. And that was just, just yeah. sweet. That was affirming. It really was. It really is. And like, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Right. And we weren't even trying to be anything we extra. Really like just being ourselves and people just laughing like, ki, 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 love it. <laughs> ki, ki, okay. Ki. Wow. <laughs> not even us trying. Cute. Right. Um, but also the girl baby. <laughs> When I say we were stretched Ooh, baby. and stressed, <laughs> mm, your mm, eyes, mm. I think it really matured us. And I think for me, just reminding me to stay um, focused on the mission at hand and not getting distracted by inconveniences. I yeah. think so often um, the enemy just uses the tool of distraction to keep you from focusing on what's important and from having gratitude. And I think it also just reminded me to trust God and the fact that like he is ordering our steps. He goes before us. Um, and I can't even believe I doubted him again. He was like, baby, how many times I got to tell you, come on, just trust me. I go before you. Come on. Yeah. So that's the grow and the glow. I love it. Mine are basically coming from the same thing too. Cause okay. it's top of mind. So I think I just want to build on the fact that like, it was really dope to see God doing his thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, just to see when, when you're ready to throw the towel in, like if you just give him the room to work, just that extra little layer of mm-hmm. faith. And then he's like, boom, watch and see what I can do. Done. And so speaking of favor, like just, in awe at how sovereign he was all weekend and how so many people walked away with so many gems, even though behind the scenes it might have been pressure for us. Mm-hmm. The fact that people didn't feel that. They mm-hmm. got to come in, they felt yeah. welcomed and loved on, and they made great connections. And I've seen 
via Instagram, this kind of goes into the glow aspect of it. It's like so many people were connected from that weekend. Yeah. And it's just dope to still be on Instagram. Like me and Malika are friends on Instagram mm-hmm. now and like commenting on each other's stuff. So it just was really cool to see like, you know, you don't have to manipulate things. Like yeah. you just go into it with open hands, open arms and uh, just see what God can do. So I thought that was really dope. Mm-hmm. And just the way that he will, the gifts and the thing we've talked about this before, but the things that you think are weird about you, your quirks and, and the things that don't really make sense, how he will use all of that oh, for yeah. your gift and calling. Cause everyone there had a different skill set yes. and different gifts, but it was so specific to the personality. You're like, that makes so much sense. So much, sense. so much sense. So yeah, it was really great. So I'm thinking for this episode, jumping right in, maybe we do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Say more. Okay. So in our previous episodes, the season we've kind of focused each episode on one type of friendship and really delve deep into that particular friendship. But there are so many nuanced and challenging friendships out there. I think it would be cool if we talk specifically about funhouse friendships. Mm. So basically that's friendships that look one way on the outset, but you walk in and it's challenging <laughs> and tricky to navigate like a carnival funhouse. Yeah. So what you yeah, think yeah. About that? I love that. I think okay. that's a dope idea and analogy. And I feel like I just want to go ahead and kick us off with the first type of funhouse friendship okay. because Let's get into friends of the opposite sex and oh. we start having feelings oh, for them. Oh, not the feelings. Yeah, you think that's going to be all easy and cute. You walk Baby. up in that thing, you don't even recognize yourself. Ooh. Mirrors. You know those mirrors in the I carnival? I know, you looking all Make stupid you all tall and goofy, and face all wide, goofy eyes all Goofy face big. looking. <laughs> looking stupid. <sighs> okay, feel convicted already. So go ahead, tell us how you've seen people get lost in this funhouse friendship and like, what are some tips and tools you have for people who are trying to navigate friendships with people they have feelings for mm. yeah so with this type of friendship um I've shared some of this story before but basically I had a male friend we got close because we were living in the same city mm-hmm. and don't be smiling at me that looking at me like that interesting story. oh interesting story um <laughs> and you know we were already friends but like once you're near somebody the relationship just kind of like y'all become bffs you're hanging out all the time talking all day every day And also it started to get a little bit blurry because there was a boundary of him being in a relationship in place, which prevented us from really ever like feeling anything out. But once they broke up, then there was like nothing blocking Mm. whatever energy we had going on. So there was this like underlying attraction that we couldn't or maybe we just didn't want to avoid anymore. <laughs> so we start hanging out all the time and it's, it okay. just skews real datey all of a sudden. Very it's like, energy. wait, this is very Bay energy. And, I, and we had not differentiated between like friendship, romantic relationship. And eventually because of that lack of clarity, <laughs> it crashed and burned. Um, so I think, you know, what happens is two things in this scenario. I realized number one, we were failing to communicate. And number two, we completely failed to stick to any boundaries that we did set. Mm-hmm. So for that first one, uh, failing to communicate, I think what was happening is like sometimes instead of avoiding hard conversations, we rather just live in the present reality mm-hmm. of like, which is really fantasy, not right, reality because real. it's like, well, this is great. Everything's going fine. No need to like talk about it and shake it up. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I want to blow up something that I'm enjoying? That Mm -hmm. literally doesn't make sense. But I'm not thinking about like future Dorian in that circumstance. I think when we do that, we're only like serving our present self, but we're not thinking about the pain that we're really causing ourselves down the line because you're really just prolonging whatever it is that deep down you inevitably know, like this is already not going in a good direction, but you're trying to avoid it. So you're just like, no, it's fine. I'll just keep the companionship and the consistency that I'm getting right here. And Mm -hmm. we'll just act like this is not happening. And I would just add too that it's actually selfish. Oh yeah. You're being selfish towards your own self because you're not, you you just want immediate gratification. You're like, I want to feel good about me right now. And I'll worry about the future me. And it's like, I don't want to 
even be that selfish even towards myself or I'm yeah. not even thinking about how this is going to impact me tomorrow or the yeah. next day because I'm just focusing on what I want right now. That's fair. But I also, not even but, and I think you're also being selfish toward the other person you because are. you're using them to mm-hmm. fulfill whatever fantasy your world you're living in in mm-hmm. the moment. So you're like, well, I actually don't even really care about your feelings on the other end of this. Right. I'm just going to take you for what you're offering right now, which is lots of dates and having fun and laughing and all the things that feel and look so great. But Mm -hmm. like it literally just prolonged the inevitable. Mm. Um, And I think the second part is like, even when we did try to talk in my case, like finally it was like, okay, let's just address what's happening because we can't Mm. really avoid this any longer. And we had gotten so comfortable that we were like, okay, well we just won't talk as much, you know, or Mm. we just won't hang out as much. But then like the weekend would come and it's like, hey, what you got going on? (laughs) Like, but I realized that what I was not doing, and I think this transitions into the tip, I didn't include you in any of that process, which that was also y'all, you know, pro tip. It's a red flag when you don't want to share things with your friends because you probably, there's an, there's a reason why you want to hide that thing. That's true. Because there's an aspect of something going on there that you don't want to bring to the light. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to that first off. But I remember I wasn't involving you in that whole scenario. So I didn't have someone to hold me accountable for the Mm. thing that I said I was going to do. It was only the person that like the person that I wanted to spend time with was the only person that knew that we shouldn't be spending time together. So like Mm -hmm. you couldn't come, I couldn't lean on him to actually hold the boundaries. So anyway, all of that to say, um, you know, you got to make decisions based on facts and not feelings. And the fact of the matter is like when you're with a situation where it's like friends with benefits or a situationship, you're just bound to leave one party hurt. Like that's Mm -hmm. just the fact of the matter. Somebody's going to be hurt, confused or frustrated because the dynamic is going to feel different at some point when somebody else wants to talk to somebody else or whatever Mm -hmm. the situation is and those blurred lines prevent everybody from being protected from being hurt in that moment so I think like the most mature thing you really can do is just talk about what's going on and honestly your two options are either identify that you're actually going to pursue each other or y'all need to like put some really clear boundaries in place Mm -hmm. and just back off each other completely because you're going to want to act on those feelings. So, and the last piece, which I already said, just invite a trusted friend into that process so they can hold you accountable. Yeah. I'm guilty. Woo. It's, it's me. (laughs) Hey God, it's me. It's it's me again. (laughs) Praying about the same thing we've been praying about. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like in all the friendships where we kind of cross that friendship line, we never recover. I try to be like, all right, let's just end it. Yeah. Because the in-between, I feel like for me, I'm like, I can do in-between. Like, we're not really dating, but we're kind of just friends. We kind of just hang out. But the lack of clarity is unsettling. Mm, the more mature I get, is. I'm like, that makes me feel uneasy. This is not even fun anymore. Because no. now I'm thinking about, this is not really going where I want it to go. Yep. And just, I just feel like, and I don't know if that's for everybody, but for me, I know that I want a committed long-term relationship. And so Correct. the in-between, for me, is just a waste of my time and mm-hmm. energy. I can just be working on myself and be happy alone. Right. Instead of guessing with you. Yes. Because you know how I feel about guessing. We've talked about it. It's just, it's not a fun place to be. But I think what you just said is so important. You have to identify, like, what is your ultimate goal? Yeah. And I had to, I, I had to say that to him. I was like, if our ultimate goal is that we want to be in a loving, healthy relationship with mm-hmm. a partner, then this is not helping us get there. We're literally preventing ourselves from getting to the very thing that we would like to get to. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make any sense. So we need to make a decision based off of where we want to go, not what we feel right That's now. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, Ew, I feel triggered, but also really good about the fact that it's finally like cut off. 
so. so over. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, your girl was like president of the Goofy Girls Club in that scenario. <laughs> Me too. And um, it's fine. You know, it happens. And I think like these experiences just allow us to learn from them because I feel like now with all of this context, all these tools, you know, I'm so much more sensitive to becoming friends with guys now because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know how this could go. So mm-hmm. let's just be real clear. Like, oh, we homies, we going to lunch. We're not going, you know, like mm-hmm. all the little boundaries. That so. seem extra upfront. But they you're do. really protecting yourself long You really are. You really are. All right. Let's go ahead and get to this fun house friendship number two. Yes. And that is friendships with longtime friends. Mm. So my story is this. So I've had friends, three friends that I've been friends with since I was two friends. We've been friends since we were 15. Mm-hmm. And the other friend, we've been friends since we were 13. Wow. So we've been through... That's before me. That's pre-me. A lot. That's mm-hmm. middle school. Yeah. We've been through so much. Um, and I think the only consistent thing about our friendship is that there's been change. I mean, it's 15 years. We've gone from middle to high school, high school to college, college to careers, different cities, marriage, babies. Like change is just a part of our friendship because it's a part of life. And I think a lot of us struggle with this because for a few reasons. One, I think when you have history with someone, you almost feel obligated to that friendship. Yes. Cause you like, I feel like I owe you something cause we've been through so much that yep. like we have to keep going through our friendship, but mm-hmm. staying in a relationship out of obligation is actually not loving. That's fear based. Get into that. That's fear based. Mm-hmm. And I don't owe you a friendship. No, I don't No. Now if God has called me to you, then I, you Different. know, I want to be obedient. But I, I don't <laughs> owe somebody my friendship with them just because we've had history together. And we yeah. talked about that with the wise and unwise criteria mm-hmm. in that episode mm-hmm. um, last season. Yeah. Um, another thing I think we get caught up in is like, we don't want to give people the room to change mm. one of my most annoying things is people who've known me for a long time be like yeah because you always and you, you mm. people change yeah like, people evolve people grow and we don't always let people have the room to change and grow yeah and we don't give ourselves in the relationship a chance to look differently we yep. want it to look how we always seen That's it good. look but um people are allowed to change yeah <laughs> and people are allowed to grow and mature And so I think the tool here is like you have to give people like the room or quotations permission to change Mm. and give the relationship room to change. Because as you get older, like you may talk less. The things you talk about, my mom, my friends who are moms, we talk about their baby like 85% because that's 100% of their life. And so that's fair. Our hangouts look different. What we text about has changed. So I think the pro tip here is that we can't be so fixated on how things happen that we don't give it room to change. That's Mm -hmm. like having a teenager and still trying to feed them a bottle that they've Mm -hmm. outgrown. Now we look silly um, because we're not, we're giving the relationship something that doesn't sustain it anymore with old, outdated, insufficient means that it is outgrown. Mm -hmm. And so then the relationship ends up malnourished because we're giving it old stuff. No, like it has to change. So Mm -hmm. be willing to change with it. Yeah. That one is tough. I mean, and I personally don't have anybody from my childhood Mm. and adulthood besides you. And like, even still, we met, we were like 18 by Mm -hmm. then, 17, 18. Um, And I think that kind of, for me, just goes to show how like, I think that I changed so drastically from who I was then that Mm -hmm. like, there just was nobody left, you know? And I, I mean, I had some other complexities. Like I always went to school outside of my neighborhood. So I didn't live around kids. And like, Mm. so I don't have those, I didn't have a lot of those relationships, but anybody really like pre that life I mean like maybe one friend one or two friends from high school but and even with those it was like we didn't talk for so long and then we reconnected when we had both done so much changing Mm. so we just re we became new friends Mm -hmm. like we really didn't bring anything from the past we're like getting to know each other as our now like 29 31 year old selves yeah um but I think the the point that you made for me that resonated the most was like don't be so fixated on the like how it used to be like 
things going to change. And if you want to develop and grow with people, like you have to be open to that mm-hmm. versus trying to keep things boxed in. So. And trying to keep them boxed in of being like, well, they yeah. always are going to be like this. And it's like, maybe they're different. Yeah. Because I want people to give me the benefit of the doubt and think that I have That's matured. True. And so for me not to give them the benefit of the doubt, it's like, I'm hoping that you've matured. I hope so. Sometimes they don't be, but you know, (laughs) I mean, that's just the reality. But anyway, uh, so going on to fun house friendship number three. Mm -hmm. So this last one kind of builds on what you talked about, but it's really just about navigating friendships with people that are different. Mm. And I think that could be different personality, different life stages, different statuses, whether that's relationship, different Mm -hmm. approaches to life. Yeah. And I think I think the caveat here is like we've talked about ways to kind of evaluate whether or not value wise someone is worth being in your life like we've gone through all that so we're talking about now like we our values and the way we approach friendship is the same like I know that you're a good friend that I want to be with but we can still be very different in Mm -hmm. how we want to live out our friendship and so I think like even with us you know I like wings and steak you're vegan (laughs) you know like I didn't spend a lot of money and you're a little bit more financially thoughtful so like you know we're recharged in different ways I Mm -hmm. think there are so many differences about us that can just be challenging to try to actually like walk through life in the same way but I think that people struggle with this because they're not really leaving room for people to be different so you know Mm -hmm. you talked about change but I think I'm talking about even like just a different approach to life like we just don't see eye to eye on this thing but it's not a right versus wrong it's Mm -hmm. just like it's just different and so I think like you know we have to be willing to kind of make room for what that difference looks like so if like when we travel together it's like you know I'm gonna spend whatever on you know whenever whatever like what (laughs) what we doing I'm like I'll drop it and you're like well now I got a budget so what can we do within this and it's like we have a balance of like Mm -hmm. we'll make space for like all right we're doing the three dollar tacos tonight but then we'll also roll up on a prefix three course meal and drop a hundred dollars yeah that's what I'm talking about it was so perfect and so it's like there's some give and take in our friendships and I think at the end of the day we have to be willing to compromise Mm -hmm. and if you just want to be in relationship with someone just to get your way all the time to like manipulate and control someone then Mm. you don't really want to be in a friendship you know Mm -hmm. so I think at the end of the day just be humble (laughs) sit down and find Mm -hmm. what like whatever the common ground is in your friendship so that everyone can feel valued and seen within the relationship. Yeah, I think what you said that really resonated is just the idea of like, just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. And we think that our way is the only way and that it's completely right. And we were talking about, we've heard somebody say this before, but it's like, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? Yes. Because like you're saying, so much of a relationship is compromising. Like, I can't get my way the whole time, mm-hmm. but I'd rather be with you than get my Come way on. the whole time. Exactly. Like your our relationship is more be important. With you. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, come on. Hey. Yeah, I'd rather be with you. I thought you were going to join in. I no. didn't know when. Uh, you don't I was, know that song? No. Oh. I didn't know when. I was about to, and then you I stopped. I thought you were just going to j- come on I right like, in. It was like a, like a double dutch. <laughs> you're like, ooh, where Not double dutch. I jump in here? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think you have to decide, like, do <laughs> I want to be right or do I want to be in a relationship? That's so good. often you can't do both. You can't often do both. And I don't even want to. Yeah, I that be shouldn't be the, that shouldn't be your driving motivation in your relationship relationship is to be right all the time yeah that's just not even fun like Mm -mm. I love you too much to really care about if I'm right or not like Mm -mm. we gonna hang out or not bro (laughs) basically like what's up (laughs) okay let's get into the last one so fun house friendship number four I'm actually very excited about because I don't Mm. think I've heard anyone ever talk about this not really ever I can't think of any content I've heard 
Uh, and that is navigating friendship with your family, mm-hmm. particularly your uh, parents or siblings. And so I think what's so weird about this is like these people know you better than anyone. Yeah, they do. And you know them better than anyone. And I think what's hard about that is like you see somebody in a certain role, like this is my mother, my father, my mm-hmm. brother, my sister. And it's hard to see them outside of that. Like when I was a teacher, my kids could not see me as anyone. Other. They thought I lived at yeah. the school. I remember you told me that. They were like, so what do you like? Where do you sleep in, at the school? Maybe I don't sleep here. Yeah, they see you. But the all one they thing. can see you is that one thing. And I think that's how it is um, in relationships. I remember mm. when I first realized that my mom wasn't just my mom. That right. was really hard for yes. me to like understand like, oh, you're like a woman. Yeah. And like you're a daughter. A 35. Like, she was like 35 at the time. Like you're an entrepreneur. And um. That's hard. Even for my sister, I'm like, it's so hard for me to see my baby sister, who's not a baby. Mm-hmm. This girl's 26. She's fully grown. Has, has a, a house. <laughs> like, <laughs> a job. Grown. You know, but yeah. like, it's hard for me to see her as not just my sister. She's also like a young woman mm-hmm. and a young professional and a friend and, and just all these things. Um, But I love her enough to allow the relationship to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love her enough to expand how I see her. And I think a lot of us struggle with friendship with our family for a few reasons. One, we might come from a, a dysfunctional, toxic home where there weren't clear roles and boundaries. Mm. So it makes it difficult for us to move into a friendship um, yeah. place with our family. Like if your mom was never really your mom and she was always trying to be your friend, like mm-hmm. that's going to be hard because you didn't really have clear boundaries. And mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of a whole nother episode. Um, I think another reason why it's hard is that our perception of people makes us feel comfortable and secure. Mm-hmm. And when I challenge my perception of them, I'm really challenging my own perspective. And yes, that's hard. Yes. Um, and it's hard to give people the room to be more than who we thought they were. Cause it just expands your mind. You're like, no, I like how I think you are. That makes me feel safe. And mm-hmm. I understand that. And now I got to think about you in a new way. And that's challenging. And I think the other thing that's challenging in it is like trying to navigate a different role. So like, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, and I'm a friend. But I don't always know when to step into those roles. Yeah. So sometimes my mom calls me. We're we, we girlfriends. We talk. But sometimes mm-hmm. I call her as my mama. Like, no, nah, I need you to pray for right. me. I'm really struggling. Even with my sister, she might call with a problem, and I try to figure out in the moment. Okay, does she just want me to listen and be her friend? Right. Does she need like my advice? Do we need to go online advice. and yeah. to know when to step into what role is hard because. Some of the biggest moment of tension has been when I try to step into the advisor role and she just wanted me to be her sister. Correct. Yeah. She just wanted me to be like, girl, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And not come up with suggestions, but just like be her friend in that moment. Mm. Um, but that's hard. Yeah. It's tough. And no one tells you how to do that. No. So the tip or tool here, I think the first thing you do is like get to know your family members outside of their relationship with you. Like mm. learn what they interested in. Like ask them about their hobbies. Like when I call my sister, I'm like, okay, girl, what y'all do this weekend? Like I want to know about her life outside of who she is to me. And I want to give her room to be who she is without trying to like, now girl, that was crazy. I'm just like, okay. And then what'd she say? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I follow up. Okay. What did that friend say about the y'all were going in? Okay. Well, how did the work thing? And I try to inquire about her life to expand it. So we're not just, we're not just people who are related, but we're actually friends who are like invested in each other's life. And I found that when I start to switch that and start to see her as a friend, our relationship grew. Cause now like we talk about things mm-hmm. and boys and things that are hard and work things. And she has a house and I just have seen our relationship expand. Once I expanded how I saw her and gave her room to be a 20 year old woman mm-hmm. and not just trying to be her big sister being like, now, nah, you know, you shouldn't yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I think the pro tip there is like, don't cling so tightly to your perception of them that you don't give them room to surprise you. Mm. Cause my sister surprises me so much with her wisdom sometimes. And when she makes me laugh, I'm like, dang, if I just thought you were this one thing, I would have never experienced this whole other side of you that makes me love you even more, which I think is really cool. And I think also just praying about what role to step in. Like when she's talking to me about a problem, I just be like, God, what What I'm supposed to say, Mm -hmm. you want me to just 
just listen and be like, yeah, that's crazy. But I think you have to have a lot of discernment um, during the interaction to kind of know what to step into so that you are supporting them in a way that feels supportive. Yeah, that yeah. is so good, Mo. I honestly, I'm so quiet over here because I'm thinking about my brother. Mm. And I'm just like, dang, that you just are, have given me a lot of practical tools to use in our relationship. Like, mm. I'm like, dang, I want to be closer, but I don't really understand like how because we're so distant now, physically and emotionally and mm. like eight, eight year age gap. I'm just a like, lot. I don't know. Like, how do I get in there? Because now he's a fully grown 21 year old mm-hmm. with his own experiences and perceptions and I'm all the way in DC and like we have we're just so different and so you just gave me a lot of really tangible things like just start by taking an interest and in like what did you do today like mm-hmm. you know just start really slow and so I think that that was really helpful for me mm-hmm. and so I hope that other people hearing that if you have any sibling um, or fam- familial struggles at all like being able to use that I think it's just so so wise. Look Aww. at you, girl. It truly oh is. God. So honestly, you know what I pulled from really all four types of the Funhouse friendships, whether it's people you like, mm-hmm. <laughs> long term friends, friends that are different or family friendships is that like humility, discernment and having the right tools are truly like the key parts to success in these friendships. Mm-hmm. With humility, it helps us to admit that like there's more for us to learn about ourselves yeah. and our friends. Yeah. And it helps us remain open to how the relationship can shift, change or grow. Mm-hmm. And I think discernment is really the the only way that we're ever going to know what to say, when to say it, how to say it. Like Mm -hmm. we have to be under the influence of the spirit in order to navigate the complexities of friendships because Mm -hmm. we just can't do it on our own. We can't trust ourselves to be able to Mm -mm. show up well enough on our own. Nope. I think that's the key point. Like we (laughs) need God to do all these. Like he has to be a part of it. Cause I was reading earlier that like, um, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord, your God with Mm -hmm. all your heart and to love yourself, you know, but this whole, this whole idea of like, but I need him to do that. Like yeah. if the result, if the root, what I want, what the product of all these friendships, I want, I want it to be love. Yes. I want them to feel loved by God mm-hmm. through the way that I love them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if that is your goal, you're going to need him to get there. Yeah. I can't love them on my own. Yeah. I'm trash. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we are though. But I think also the, the key point there using the scripture that you just used, that was in one of my devotions this week, hmm. but it talked about how like specifically the author says, Love your neighbor as your as I'm yourself. like the author. Well, Jesus, <laughs> the author he says, was I mean, he was the author and Jesus. Okay. Anyway, he says as yourself. As yourself yeah. And so like, you know, one pro tip just out of all of this, like y'all, you can't get better in these different types of friendships. Mm-hmm. If you don't first know how to establish and love on the relationship just between you and God, yeah. like everything starts with you. So if you not feeling loved, if you can't mm-hmm. have hard talks with God, like how you think you're going to go and yeah. have them with other people? And even what you just said about like the fr- the family friend thing, like do you take an interest of the things of God? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like how are you able to incorporate that in your relationship to be able to build that through spending yeah. time with him, through reading the word? Like it's all the same in all the different spaces, you know, but I think that loving people as yourself, you know, is so key. Mm-hmm. And I think there's one more tip here. Cause you know, we all about the practical and the spiritual. And so the yeah. spiritual part is very important, but the practical piece here is like, you need relational tools. Mm-hmm. Like you need tools to navigate friendship, um, especially the nuanced ones that we've talked about, whether that is um, communication skills, be able to talk clearly, whether mm. it's conflict, a resolution skills, yeah. whether it's the tools of like how to be self-aware and introspective, because you can do the humility and discernment piece. But if you don't have any tools to know how to walk that out, what you got? it's incomplete. Come and I on. think that a lot of people in the church have leaned so much on the spiritual side of relationships that we haven't equipped people 
but the practical tools. So if y'all don't have the tools, you can connect with maybe somebody who's wiser or older who has Mm -hmm. healthy friendships. You can also go to therapy. That was a great place for me. All these things I'm talking about were tools I learned in therapy Therapy. because I wanted to learn how to be a better friend um, and be in relationship better with people. So make sure y'all get the tools as well. Get the tools. And really what I hear you saying is that like to have healthy, thriving friendships they don't just fall out of the sky. Like you got to work on both sides and you need to have the right things in place. Yep. Period. Yep. Period. (laughs) And the work is worth it. Not only do we get beautiful flourishing friendships, but we get to model and live out the love of Christ in our friendships. And we get to be made into his likeness in the process. Girl, Girl, it's a win-win. Win, win, win. I mean, (laughs) sheesh. Uh, This was such a good episode. I loved going through all these different types of friendships Mm -hmm. and the concept of Funhouse. So shout out to you. You're just a creative genius. I love Mm -hmm. it. Um, As always, y'all be sure to follow us on Instagram at Rooted Life Podcast. We love seeing Mm y'all screenshots of the episode as y'all listen. So be sure to tag us as you're listening to this episode. And shout out to everyone who's DM'd us. Just just sharing their scenarios and questions about friendships. It means so much you would trust us and even come to us so we love y'all for that and if you're listening on apple podcast do us a favor rate us five stars leave us a brief review telling us something you love yeah y'all really have been coming through with those reviews lately so for this episode we want to shout out elena Mm -hmm. i love how she referred to listening to the podcast is like discipleship time and it feels like she's one of the girls so you are sis thanks for checking us out all right, Rooted fam, we love y'all. We will be back uh, with actually episode nine, the last one Whoa. next week. All right, we'll talk to y'all soon. Stay rooted.